Hello, this is Melissa Hale Spencer, the editor of the Altamont Enterprise, here as always with co-publisher Marcello Yaya to look at this week's news, January 25th. Our bannerline story by Sean Mulcairn is an in-depth look, a really long and comprehensive way of looking at vocational education in Albany County. We highly recommend reading it. This is a welder <laughs> a student learning in the BOCES program. Elizabeth Floyd Mayer um, heard about a hit and run, a student walking across the busy 146 to go to high school at Gilderland High School on School Road, and really looked in, he just sustained minor injuries, um, really looked into that intersection. She also has a story on a planned unit development that was proposed and would put an apartment complex four stories high across from Farnsworth Middle School where a golf course is, which got quite a pushback from neighbors there last night who really prefer single-family residents. The editorial um, is about how college is not the only valid choice. For years, it's been a mantra in some schools that college is the way to go after high school. Locally, um, students from Voorheesville and Gilderland, about a tenth of them are in vocational technical programs. In Burn Knox Westerlo, it's a third. A lot has to do with parental influence, family upbringing, but we also feel that guidance counselors tend to funnel kids towards college. There's a large dropout rate in colleges, and really there's a need and an importance to the kind of education that can get kids right out of high school earning very substantial salaries. It's no longer true that college is the ticket to the middle class. This is a letter from Rebecca Tallou that we found very moving, so we called her up and wrote a story about fetal alcohol syndrome. She, You'll see more about that later in the paper. A letter from Doris White, whose sister was taken by ambulance to the hospital, and she felt there was some gaps in the coverage. And then we have a letter by Mary Donahue complaining and with just reason about the very deep ditches on Brat Hallow Road where she lives and a response from the Burn Highway Superintendent, Randy Bashwinger, who agrees a guardrail is needed on that road and has some other things to educate the public about those ditches. A challenge in the Helderbergs, which we think is really nifty um, with the publicity. We had a story about poverty in the schools. Um, the Kiwanis has taken on themselves to raise money for students that need things for fees or field trips. And there's going to be a ice out challenge where you can bet when the ice will go out of Warner's Lake and this elaborate contraption by when one of its tripod feet goes into the ice will let you know. Um, more from Bill Scow, who's very committed to trying to save the historic Krauts House. George Pratt has written us about the far left destroying our country. Some of this is in response to recent editorials. William Cowell in Westerlo has a similar view with the idea that lower corporate taxes will spur new jobs. And we have someone responding to our story on the huddles of last week. Um, pointing out what he sees as problems with single-payer health care. 
a lovely letter from Marie Dermody in Rensselaerville talking about H. Rose Schneider's reporting being fair and factual. We couldn't agree more. And the old man in the mountain, John Williams, starts with a really interesting story about how one German veteran from World War II came to live in our area. <laughs> I don't think I should give it away. You should read it. Big news in Knox, the business district that has no businesses now has a really neat market, the Knox market. And this might look like familiar faces to you. This man, Artie Sekundinen, runs the Fox Creek Market over in Bern, a lovely eatery. And he's now opened one in Knox that will have its own flavor. Uh, this is his brother and his brother's wife, and they're all working there and eager to hear what people want and adjusting their menu and products accordingly. Congratulations to the Secundinans. This is the story I referenced earlier on Rebecca Tulu with her two boys and her husband. She calls her rock. She calls them her moon, sun, and stars. She discovered in her 30s that her birth mother had been an alcoholic and she had been drunk when she gave birth and little baby Rebecca herself was addicted to alcohol and it took years to figure out she has this syndrome and it suddenly everything made sense when she had her diagnosis and she's now committed to spreading the word um, to do away with that disability which is the largest preventable disability in North America and uh, is easily avoided simply by not drinking well pregnant. We admire her courage in sharing her story. Sean uh, attended a session on the 7.8 million capital project that Voorheesville is proposing and took a tour of the building. They've cut that in half from a year ago, more than in half. And these are some of the new, newer rooms that will be replacing the older ones and newer labs. And this is one of the old ones that will be replaced and the old shop which will be replaced. Rose had a busy week with, uh, this was an accident where a Cadillac spun off the road and hit two sides of this house in Knox. No one in the house was hurt. The driver and children in the car were taken to the hospital for minor injuries. No charges are being pressed. It was thought there were explosives at the transfer station in Knox, but that turned out not to be the case. They were dummies, and it wasn't anyone trying to trick people. It was simply he was a retired military person who had discarded these that were used in drills. They were not real explosives. No one was ever in danger. And this is more on Sean's opus, looking at vocational training in our area. He looked at a report that outlines for the capital region what the jobs are, the significant jobs, and then the question becomes how to fill them. These are um, students getting trained in electrical work and the BOCES program. These are some of the salaries, which are quite startling for right out of high school training, a nursing program. And it's not just the traditional trades that you think of in vocational schools that are happening at the CTE BOCES campus. There are high-tech companies like Global Foundries that are working with the program to develop curriculum in that case where students that are properly trained can come right out to a good-paying job and work their way up from being an engineer technician to actually engineering. And then the final page of that, that story is looking at apprenticeships, which use both 
classroom and on-the-job training, and students don't have to build up the big debts that often come with a college education. This is more from Elizabeth on the planned apartment for 50 complex. It would have an office building in the center and then these four-story uh, complexes around it. And it will be up to the town board to decide ultimately if that will happen. And they're having a public hearing March 6th. A lot of people turned out at last night's planning board meeting. Many of the residents nearby who commented the open space the developer is touting is really undevelopable. It was a golf course. Um, and that the, such high density doesn't belong in that neighborhood. Um, on the library page, I wrote a story because Dennis Sullivan was putting together a series and was up to the final showing on Woody Allen movies, and Woody Allen's daughter, of course, uh, resurfaced with the allegations that had come up during that bitter divorce or custody, custody battle over the um, children shared by Mia Farrow and Woody Allen. The library pulled some publicity. The librarians had a very interesting and I think insightful view on how they handled it. And still there remained the question that was asked by Dennis Sullivan about artists being separate from their art. Should someone's lifestyle um, be considered, he asked, would you stop looking at Pablo's Guernica because of his lifestyle? Um, Lots going on at our libraries as always. Sonny and Pearl will be back in the Gilderland Library, and it's a special tribute to Duke Ellington that is part of a... Also, they're having a lecture on that. At the Bethlehem Library, you can have personal cards with your very own face on your library card. And in Altamont, thanks to the Todd Pulliam Memorial Fund, um, there are places you can go, museums, art galleries for free if you go to the library and get out a pass. This is more from Elizabeth on that intersection at School Road in 146. And we looked up a story from 1999 where a young man was crossing in the same place, a Gilderland student, suffered severe brain injury. What Elizabeth did, and she's going to have a video posted of this uh, later, um, this was for the pedestrian to go and here's the pedestrian waiting to cross but this light is green so the buses are still going and people have to wait there and it's you know it can be a problematic corner a lovely interview with Judy Petrosillo who has just worked wonders at the Bern Public Library she was instrumental in getting grants that allowed it to move from crowded quarters of town hall to the vacated St. Bernadette Church, right in the hamlet of Bern. <laughs> Kids helped push their books to the new location. Marcello took that picture um, when it happened. And after 10 years, she's decided she wants time to read books instead of just reading about books. And we certainly wish her well. As always, we have arrests for the week and two of particular interest were these two men um, who police say were an intimate couple and also said that uh, Paul Harris was a hardened criminal who had just gotten out of jail for a series of burglaries, and he's now been arrested along with this man for two home burglaries in Altamont. At Westmere Elementary School, kids were sheltered in place 
And that means they stayed in their classroom, not in the hallway, while police checked things out. The police tell me uh, there was really never any danger. It was an abundance of precaution. A very young elementary school student had phoned in 911, and uh, Curtis Cox, the deputy chief, urges parents to pay attention to old, not old <laughs> cell phones because they'll always dial 911. Um, yes, we have Beulah the News Hound tracking the truth, and we urge you to do the same. Senior news, we have tons of things going on. New Scotland has its bus trips, yellow bus trips, and one of them is going to be to the Lutheran Church in Bern for a pancake breakfast. Altamont's inviting anyone from the Hilltowns or Altamont over age 55, I think, to join them. Lots is always going on in Gilderland, and Alice Gibbs is writing in place of Lund Karma this week for what's happening with the Hilltown seniors. Community calendar, lots going on in Old Song Sampler, the annual event that helps raise um, funds for the Old Songs Festival at the Altamont Fairgrounds every year. Uh, features this couple who are known as, oh, I can't, oh, Alien Folklife, <laughs> and that should be a good time. More student kudos. We have an electrical a student here from the BOCES program and tons of college um, lists of honors that kids from our area have achieved. And... We have classified. If we don't have it, you don't need it. And obituaries this week, we have James W. McIntyre Sr., who loved the Marines, loved his work at General Electric, and loved his family. And his son, Tim, shared with me how his father would always try to retell his jokes and mess them up. And as, as father was dying, he was by his side, and he told him, do me a favor, don't tell them all my jokes up there in heaven. Um, Sean wrote this actually beautiful love story. It's an obituary for Natalie Michaels, and her wife came in and talked with Sean for quite a while about how they fell in love and what their life together was like, and it's, it's really just a beautiful tribute. Then we have, um, after our legal notices, we have sports. And Michael Koff, as always, has captured the cheer team at Gilderland doing really astounding things, completely upside down, literally flying in the air, being boosted to be right on top and come on down, and they were champions yet again, this time in the co-ed division at the recent U Albany tournament. Congratulations. And on our back page, we have the Voorheesville Blackbirds girls basketball team, who were off to a good start in their last game, but ended up defeated, and we know they will persevere, and we wish them and you a good week.